test number one. What's the first key to unlock the door of trials and make them not temptations? Use the word. Exactly. Oh, you're listening. Oh. Seminary students, you would pass. Here it is. Look at chapter 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tested by the devil. This is unfortunate that it says tempted because this word is the same word that's always named trials or to be tested. Uh, and, and it's sad that, that in this verse, after 20 times of being translated, this word pyrodzane is always translated test except here and it's tempted. So I don't want you to think that God is breaking his word and tempting Jesus. God didn't tempt Jesus. He tested him. He let him show what was inside. Now, he's led up by the Holy Spirit to be tested by the devil. And after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. Mark tells us he was weak. He was weary. He was, he was really, it was a very difficult time for his physical body. And the tempter, Satan, Diabolos, the devil, the serpent of old, the dragon, this bad guy, the fallen angel, came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, Now look, here is the first thing Jesus said. And by the way, we wouldn't know anything about this. Who was there? The birds, the demons, Satan, and Jesus. Nobody else was there. This is a gift. Have you ever thought about that? Matthew 4 is a gift. Jesus wanted us to know about it. Nobody witnesses but him, Satan, and the demons. And of course the holy angels who were there. So he wanted us to have this. But what's the first thing out of his mouth? It is written, man shall not live on bread alone. Now here's the, the key to unlock the most powerful truth in here. Satan did not face the almighty, infinite creator of the universe in this temptation. He faced Jesus, who was the Son of Man. He was all man, never ceasing to be all God. I'm not, saying, I'm not deprecating his eternal deity. Jesus was all God all the time. Never at all was he less than that. But he came with his shields down. He came without the aura of the infinite, eternal God. I mean, Jesus would not have to even blink to have incinerated Satan. He was God. He was the, the eternal God, the everlasting Father, the mighty God, the ancient of days. He is the one with the white hair, with the liquid fire streaming out from beneath his throne. He is the judge. He is the creator of the universe. He is the one that's going to consume all things in the end. He is God. So look what the first thing Jesus said. He establishes. He establishes that in the first words that he spoke, man shall not, gives us the insight into the most powerful truth of this passage, that Jesus met and mastered Satan as a mere human, as a man, just like us. And he did it. How? He didn't face him as God's son. That would have not been a match. Jesus met Satan with the same two and the only two resources that he has in common with us. He came, look at verse 1, led by the Spirit, and look at the very first words that he says in verse 4, it is written, he was led by the Spirit using the Word of God. I'll tell you what, those two things Jesus had, leading, the leading of the Spirit, walking with the Spirit, using the Word, the Word of God you hold in your hand, are the two ways he defeated Satan. He didn't defeat him with the incarnate power of the Godhead bodily. He did not defeat him with the eternal power of the 
El Elyon, the, the possessor of heavens and earth. He didn't meet him with the holiness of, of his eternal character, incinerating all evil in his presence. He met him as Jesus the man who got tired, who got hungry, who got weary, who fell asleep and collapsed in a boat and a storm didn't even wake him up. That's how he met him. And how did he defeat him? He defeated him with the word. He had the word of God and the spirit of God. And if the word of God is hidden in our hearts as Jesus cultivated, which tells us in the book of Luke that Jesus grew in the knowledge of the word of God and in favor, and he grew in his obedience, the writer of Hebrews said, Jesus cultivated the same things we have the opportunity to cultivate. But do we cultivate them? You know, on Thursday morning, I was telling the men, I said, you know, I have a little rule in my life. I call it equivalence. For every hour I ever watch television, I always read the Bible for at least an hour. Boy, we would, some of you would be levitating out of your chairs. You'd be so holy if you did that. You watch so much television, you would be walking Bibles if you read the Bible with an equivalence of that. I'm teasing. There's no levitation. That's demonic. But you know what I mean. That's something we need to think about. Jesus cultivated a knowledge of the Word of God. He didn't have it replete because he was God. He cultivated that knowledge. He learned. He read the scrolls. He opened the scrolls. He went to his Father in prayer. Why did Jesus even pray? Because he was cultivating walking in the Spirit and using the Word of God. Listen to this. Some verses you might want to write down. If the Word of God is hidden in our hearts, as Jesus had it hidden in his heart, and that's why he used the word. We will say with the psalmist, Psalm 119, 9-11, How can we cleanse our ways? By taking heed to your word. With our whole heart we seek you. Don't let us wander from your commandments, because your word we have hidden in our hearts that we might not sin against you. Use the word. That's what Psalm 119, 9-11 says. 